What's up, y'all? It's BJ Bang at it again. This is episode 12. I'm doing an excellent job of keeping up with episodes. Uh, remember, go to the website, check out the podcast, set appointments. We have a pair coming up. I got coupon, uh, coupons and vouchers. If I get a feature on Groupon, I, I, I'll let you guys know. But the website, allnapmatters.com, if you want to contact me. All nouns matter at gmail.com. Uh, but I have another wonderful guest. I'm excited about this segment, like any segment. I have my friend, my brother. I've known him for a while, Mr. Carlos, aka Los, or Mr. Flex himself. Yes, sir. I have him in the building, and we're going to be discussing a very impactful and powerful topic today. But before we start on that, tell us who you are and what you're about, man, and what you do. Okay, what's going on, y'all? I want to thank you for having me on the show. Oh, man, it's uh, on the podcast. I appreciate it. It's a oh, very special man. moment. I appreciate being here. Uh, so, my name is Carlos Naylor. I'm 27 years old. I'm a business owner on a luxury personal training facility. Uh, I'm named The Flex, located in Sugarland, Texas, 14019 mm-hmm. uh, Southwest Freeway. I'm going to have that in the bio, too. Okay, Sugarland, Texas. Um, and pretty much. Um, my gym is designed for people to come in who are looking to get in shape, um, are looking to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Um, also, uh, the Flex is used as a platform for personal trainers to uh, establish their business and uh, make money, man, maximize their bank accounts. Um, so, so yeah, so that's that's me. Uh, I have a beautiful uh, woman by the name of Sheena. Shout out to her. Shout out to Sheena, beautiful woman. Love you, baby, and. Uh, Two boys, uh, Weston and Caden as well. Yeah, okay, man. That's good. Sorry about that. Busy here, but uh, yeah, man, that's cool. So, uh, the gym, the gym, the gym. Before we start about we, the well, the topic today is uh, diligence and commitment. And like I tell everybody, I sit and talk to. I believe that the topics always mimic. It's it's their mo. And I'm, I've known you so, for some times, and I've seen you walk, man, and you, you're committed, man. And rain, sleet, or snow, Carlos is going to go. And it's said a lot about a lot of people, but it's shown in your lifestyle. But uh, before we dabble in, you're good. It's, it's fine. Before we dabble in diligence and commitment, and i give you the definition from Webster. Uh, what, 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 um... What started this whole working out regimen? What started the lifestyle? What? How did you know that you wanted to have your own gym? Oh uh, well, man, actually, uh, the vision came to me as a freshman in college. What? I had a vision of owning my own gym facility, but at the time, I didn't work out yeah. the way that I thought I should. Yeah. You know, okay. in order to uh-huh. be a gym owner. Okay. And uh, about three years, so when I had that vision, I started researching like what college you go to. Lamar University. Okay, okay. okay. Go Cardinals. So this was back in 2009, man. And uh, I started researching different gyms, and I was trying to see how I could be different, you know, all these different things. Yeah. And then after a while, I just kind of put it to the back. Like, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to throw that away. You don't work out. That's not too, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever. So um, three years later, I started working out. I got into it, and then I thought about, you know, my health. I thought, if you want to be healthy, you know, and I thought about Christ as well, man. Not only in this world to face demons, not only do you have to be strong uh, mentally and spiritually, but you got to be strong physically yeah. as well. Because, you know, you can find yourself in these predicaments and you can't just hope for the strength to come. Yeah. You have to properly 
train yourself for that. Yeah, so, that's not a price to. Yeah. So uh, I came in contact with something called a Power Hour, man, through a book, and um, by Canfield. I forgot the name of the book, but uh, talk about a Power Hour. So you spend 20 minutes doing something spiritual, 20 minutes feeding the brain, uh, some your mental, and then you spend 20 minutes exercising, training your body physically. You know. So I, like I said, taking that back to Christ, man, when He carried that cross, you know, through through the different cities, you know, He had to face. Know, being denied by his friends, being spit upon, you know, oh. rocks being thrown out, and along with all this, you know, so he's taking on a mental battle, a spiritual battle, because he was talking to his father, and a physical battle as well, because he was carrying the cross. Yeah, he actually you know I mean? So, pretty much, man, that's what got me into fitness, and then coming a long way, I kind of transformed myself. My sister asked me to help her, you know, she lost 20 pounds in six weeks, you know, so then it got to the point where friends, family, everybody just started kind of asking me to help them out. And, uh, I didn't take on the initial, uh, I guess, title as a trainer until later on to where I had helped so many people by this time. So I was like, you know what, all right, cool. I'm a trainer, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, you good. And then, uh, man, actually... Uh, I ended up getting hired on at a place, man, working there, and I just kind of saw the complete vision and how it functioned, and I started my own thing as uh, flexing in the park, man. So every Saturday at 9 a.m., yeah, I started a group that. training class, and uh, it all started with just sending out group texts to friends and family, hey, I'm going to be working out in the park at 9 a.m., Discovery Green Park at this time, feel free to join me, I'll help you, yeah, yeah, yeah. regardless of the weather, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, so that's how it all started, man, until my contact list grew to about 170 people. And when my contact list grew to 170 people, I said, all right, you know what, it's really time to go ahead and brand this thing. And uh, I purchased some shirts. Yeah, I purchased man, some shirts, nice. put the flex on it. And uh, after that, man, things kind of took off. I uh, stopped working for the gym, went on to teach for about two years. And then my second year of teaching, my second year of teaching, Say you know what you know I'm 25, and I said at that time I was 25, and I said uh, it's more to life than just working at a school being a babysitter. Although I make good money, you know, and I'm at a, I'm a, at the top of a very tall ladder for the age of 25, yeah. you know. But it's okay to climb off this tall ladder and climb up the tall. It wasn't enough to pursue more, right? Yeah. It wasn't any fulfillment. It wasn't any growth, and I had pretty much another man in charge of my destiny, man, because. Whenever you're working with somebody else, man, they can just come in and have a bad day and say, you know what, I don't want you anymore. You know, oh, so, yeah, it's so, happened to me. So uh, at that point, man, I just went ahead and decided that I was going to do my own thing. And I had 2016, kind of like yourself, and this year being uh, your leap year. Yeah. Um, I just went ahead and took the leap of faith in 2016, man, and opened my own stuff. And it, it, it's... it's for you, you've already seen the fruition, but for everybody else, it's, it's 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 impressionable and it's inspiring. So that's that's exciting, man. Uh, today's topic and discussion is diligence and commitment, and in the, the definition of diligence, this careful and persistent work and commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity. So that's what Webster says those definitions are, but. For you, what does being diligent mean? Uh, man, being diligent to me would be 
to me an understanding of uh, what you're trying to pursue. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times we get sidetracked. That's careful. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So being careful, yeah. you know. Um, but a lot of times we get sidetracked by all these other things going on, man, uh-huh. to where we don't understand exactly what we're trying to pursue. And it's, it's, it fits in great with uh, something that registered with me early on in the week. I had someone counsel on me uh, for one of the training sessions. And she's a student, right? But she also has a corporate job. And uh, she had to counsel work so that she could study for a test. All right? Now, it's a lot of people that will make the mistake of saying, all right, you know what? I'm going to go to work and I'm going to crash study for this test. I'm going to cram study yeah. for this test. Yeah. You know, and do bad on the test but make the money at work. But ultimately, she was able to sit back and realize her ultimate goal and her ultimate focus was to finish school yeah. because that job is going to be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And her purpose, you know, for applying for school was to go in and finish, not to work and make money. Because yeah. it's always going to be opportunities to make money, you know? So a lot of times, so being diligent, man, just to me, man, means understanding what you're here for and what you're doing and uh-huh. pursuing that and not allowing yourself to get sidetracked yeah. by anything. I guess I can cite from that as well because... I had a warped interpretation of diligence. I thought it was being consistent in the sense where regardless of how I felt I'm here to do it, but there's no fulfillment. And that always put me in gray areas and tough spots because it was times where I'm mentally exhausted, but I'm pushing through the falsified image because I'm trying to remain consistent. So when I had to step back and really say, okay, why am I doing this? And understanding my why, I feel like that's true to everything you do in life. Once you understand your why, then it produces the, the results and products. Your why, your why yeah. will fuel you through every situation. It will. Through everything. It will. And if you don't know it, like um, when my mom passed, and I speak about it now because it's, it's healing in it. When I finally had to sit down and assess that, you know, this was God's intention, but the thing she taught me wasn't a mistake. Even though I felt that she should have stayed here till she was old and gray. That wasn't God's purpose to plan. But understanding that what she instilled in me is the reason why I should continue to persevere and continue to, you know, do right by my mother. Pay homage to what... Pay honor and homage to what she's taught me. Knowing my why is really what shaped my whole reality. And so now at this juncture, the approach and outlook on life is different. Because, and I tell people all the time, the night she, the, the night before she passed, we went to Papacitos. She loved Papacitos, it's half off, fajitas, like, that was her thing. And so I had took her. But, you know, at the time, I'm making good money. I'm working at a school. I'm cutting hair. I got my side gigs. I'm making good money. I'm 25, 23, making good, good money. But it was a sense of being lost and just going through the motions. And we sitting in the car talking, and she said, BJ, what's wrong? I said, Mom, my life just stressing. I'm just stressing. You know, I'm not going to say that to my mom, but... I'm, you know, I'm thinking, like, it's stressful. And she said, well, have you sat and prayed about this? Have you talked to God? And it's not to get spiritual, but she was saying the only reason why, like we said earlier, you're doing what you're doing is because you have not gotten to the root cause of the problem. And so when you get to the root cause of the problems, or in this sense, knowing your why, 
then it'll define and shape your actions and the response to what's going on. So I, I can relate to that. But uh, commitment, what is uh, your take on commitment? Uh, commitment to me means uh, what committing yourself means, regardless of what's happening, you're committing yourself to that, you know, uh, yeah. agreement yeah. Uh, that you agreed to. So regardless of any instance or what may take place, you stand down sort of like your marriage earlier. We were talking about yeah. your marriage, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, in our relationships and in life, you know, you're going to go through things, you know. Yeah, but, you yes. know, just speaking in terms of the streets, you got to stay down. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to stay down until you come up, you know what I mean? So that's pretty much commitment, commitment man. And if that means staying up until 1 o'clock in the morning and then going to, and then waking up at 4 or 5, that's committing yourself because you have to do everything that it takes. You, we are in complete control of our future and yeah. our lives, bro. Yeah. You know, ultimately, you know, everything that we want are in our hands, and it's and the knowledge is here. Um, the capability and the you know the tools and the resources are here. It's up to us to get up and go find them and utilize them properly, man, and just committing yourself, doing whatever it takes to assure that your goal is reached. See, and it's crazy you said that, man. Just today, our pastor said, God ain't cracking, he's not cracking the sky and putting manna in your lap. But he's giving you the wisdom, he's giving you the knowledge, he's giving you the ability to understand and apply. That's the blessing and the riches within itself. But like you said, if you don't ever get up and actually apply what's already in you, you're destined for for destruction. I mean, and uh, man, we can grasp, we can get all this information from yep. all these different resources around us. But like you mentioned, if we don't apply them, it's nothing. You uh, just know stuff, right? Exactly. You just you just know stuff. Yeah, really. And it, and it goes to waste, man. And, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's why one of my biggest purposes, I feel, is to pour into other people. It's to pour into others, and I don't mean to jump ahead. With oh, no, nah, man, no. See, but, the beautiful thing about this is that once I sit and seek after the proper people, once a conversation starts, it starts. And what it does is confirm things to me first, and then it'll probably confirm things to you. Right. And whoever else is listening, it just confirms where they already are. But the underlying motif, that's the term that she's like in literature and Music is it's a recurring theme of thought. The underlying the underlining motive of purpose is refreshing someone else. Mm-hmm. But the difference is is that everybody has a different platform. Right. My platform in refreshing people is through that chip. Right. Your platform is working out at the gym and meeting somebody on a personal level, but instilling something in them that they didn't have before. Right. So that's the whole the whole scope of purpose is just servitude. And that's why I, I, I try to hammer out the starters that if people understand that we're placed here to one, serve somebody else and do what we were birthed to do, we, we would have a better society for the next generations. Because the next generations are being taught that you can falsify. And, and you know what? Uh, like the upcoming generation and you know even people of our generation man we got this whole mindset that when we attain something it's ours and we can't share it with anyone else and that's not true you know what Mm -hmm. I mean because you know 
when we receive things or things are given to us, it's meant for us to give back, right? Yeah. So uh, my whole thing as far as pouring into other people, if I receive some information, you know, I'm going to give it back to you because I might be able to tell you something that might motivate you to change your life just in a few seconds. See? You know, and uh, with me being able to do that, I feel like, you know, that's one of my purposes here on earth is to, you know, be able to move people yep. in the direction uh, that they need to go in a toward, uh, toward positivity and, you know, greatness. And just help them along the way. Yeah, and just help them along the way, man. So. That's, that's it. The, the taking advantage and, I mean, you see the more established celebrities they get to a point where they just turn around and become humanitarians because they understand that it's not about getting the upper hand on somebody but actually pouring into somebody's life where then they're a recipient to do the same for someone else that's the whole scope but we live in the the two perspectives but there is a difference yep Uh, there is a difference pouring into somebody else is not the same as uh, as so okay, let me go back. No, so a lot of people, a lot of people think that once you come up, mm-hmm. that they supposed to come with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you course not. I mean? So it doesn't always work like that because mm-hmm. you can come up in a in a way to where you're not able to bring other people with yeah, you. Yeah, you can't but cater. The way that you can bring people with you is by pouring back into them the knowledge that you've received over the time and over the the journey that yeah. you've been through to get to where you are. You know, because with everything, there's a journey. And a wise person would understand that through challenges means that, you know, uh, there's an ultimate goal to be at the end of that. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So, um, everybody wanted the easy way. Everybody wanted to hand it to them. So, I can't hand it to you. But what I can hand to you is some of the knowledge that I've attained through yep. this journey to help you get through yours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's path is different. And everybody's path is different. And you can use some of the knowledge that I've been through. And I'm handing you in the way that fits your life and your journey uh, the best yep. way. But see, the thing is, don't nobody wants to, one, nobody wants to wait. And secondly, nobody wants to develop. And like I said it in the last episode, you weren't even here, but it rings true to what we're all talking about. Said nobody wants to develop the characteristics of right. what it means to be a proper steward of what you're trying to Apprehend. They just want to get it real quick and fast. And that comes with the struggle and the challenges of getting to where you're trying to go. That comes along with it. And like you mentioned, you know, everybody just want to want it quick, fast. All right. So in our mind, we see this big picture, mm-hmm. right? So it's like a puzzle. We see this big picture and we want to create this big picture of life and wealth and happiness and this and that. But along the way, creating a, along the way, we have to gain the characteristics and the character and the knowledge to fit the small Thank pieces. You. Of that puzzle that to create that, make it go left or right, and create that that big picture at the end of the, at the end of the way. Man, you know I mean, so I, I this one of my a wise man told me he said it would make no sense for God to give you a million dollars when you can't even budget a hundred. Right, sure. but it's so true. We, we're so hell bent on getting the million dollars in whatever form or facet that it is, but we're mismanaging the hundred that we have. And can he trust you with a million? Yeah. Do you trust yourself with a million? Yeah. That's that's what it that's what it it boils down to. Are you even a proper steward of what you have, or are you just hell bent on getting this this innate abundance? But um, yeah, that leads right into the discussion. Uh, 
What made you become committed to your cause and how do you block out the distractions? What made you commit what? to getting up every Saturday at 9 o'clock and working out? Well, it's not even 9 o'clock, man. It's earlier than that. Uh, see? <laughs> uh, what makes me get up is first, you know, I guess it goes into that commitment thing, man. You know, once you make up in your mind that you're going to commit to something, you have to do that. You know what I mean? So, in your mind, okay, cool. I'm going to commit to, you know, working towards being this person or, you know, attaining this wealth or uh, the flex mm-hmm. my business. That's me. That's what I, the same way you wake up every day and clock in at works at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do that for yourself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Why is it that so many people can make these promises and commitments to other people? Like I can tell you, hey man, I promise you, I have your money to you mm-hmm. on Friday at one o'clock, and I'll get that to you, and you'll have those same expectations of me bringing it to you. Mm-hmm. But why is it that we can't keep those same expectations for ourselves? Why do you think it's like that? Um, because it's easy to be put off, and we don't have anyone to hold us accountable, right? But once you make a commitment and a promise to yourself. And you can hold your, and you have the the discipline to hold yourself accountable. Then it's okay. Then you then you'll get up at five a.m. Mm-hmm. no problem, and go to work until ten thirty at night, mm-hmm. which I do it for two years, man. I work seven days straight. Yeah. So nobody sees that. Yeah. But for two years I did. You did. You know what I mean? And I and and it wasn't work to me because I felt like I was moving in my purpose mm-hmm. and I was staying committed along the way. And when, and when I say moving in my purpose. I mean, my purpose was to uh, help as many people as possible. And as one person, I'm only limited to so many. So through the flex, I was able to give back yeah. and help trainers by mm-hmm. creating jobs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have employees and I have independent trainers. Yeah. And help members as in weight loss, managing stress, yeah. managing, you know, you know, just continuing to stay Managing health, feeling yeah. good about themselves, maintaining beauty, everything, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? In every aspect, you know, and not only that, provide, being able to provide counseling and being able to just talk to people, you know, about what's going on in life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, just knowing your purpose, understanding that and being able to commit to it and being able to see the ultimate goal that you're working towards uh, when the journey is, you know, it won't be over, but, you know, toward the end of the road. It's always different levels right. to it. It's every time. Okay, so in order to be committed, after understanding your why, you got to discipline yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. So let's, 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 let's dive in because I'm trying to pick your brain because I believe you got a lot of wonderful things to share with people. So discipline, mm-hmm. how, how did you get to a point where you said, this is it, I'm going to stick to it and make it happen? Okay, uh, so I got to a point where I was able to say I'm going to stick to it and make it happen because I was able to look at everything around me mm-hmm. and see that um, there was no forward progress with the things that I was doing. I, I was doing already and the people around me were doing, you know, because uh, we were too busy living for other people. Yeah. Um, we were too busy living in, you know, as far as uh, going out every weekend, you know, and then you look and you're like, all right, what are we celebrating? We celebrate the end of the week. You know what I'm saying? But all drowning in our right, right. You know, we drinking and getting drunk because you know of the sadness that we feeling. You know, because of the things that are taking place throughout the week. Yeah. Um. So being able to be disciplined and commit myself uh, actually came from that man was saying, you know what? You know, I'm tired of this lateral movement. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to move 
you know, forward. Make some and, big strides. Uh, and make some strides, you know, and I'm willing to sacrifice everything and, you know, every everything that I have already to yeah. get to where I want to be. Yeah. And even if that includes sacrificing friends, sacrificing relationships, sacrificing sleep, sacrificing, you know, family, time, money, you know, everything, man. You know, uh, you just have to be willing and you have to be able to have faith and trust the process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, over everything, believe in yourself and that what you're trying to do will come to pass. Yeah. I feel that when you said it got to a point where you just like yourself, what are we celebrating? I've recently become like that, and my my daughters and my wife have just been the the echoing like the mirror of really me of me really just looking at it and saying, you know what? I'm just in here drowning out my sorrows. I'm not really celebrating anything, and you drowning out your sorrows. So we kind of in the same place. So you're not benefiting me, and I'm not benefiting you. So what am I really doing? So I can relate to that because I got I've gotten to the point where it's like you know, it's other things that I can do that are healthier than yeah. just resorting to this because all I'm doing is working so hard to go and do this or to go back to working so hard, but I'm never dealing with the root cause of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm just medicating. I think a lot of it comes with uh, acquiring knowledge, man. Yeah. And, uh, Many people, after we graduate school, we think that's it. Man, that's that's and a I, profound thing you just said. And I can tell you, I've read more books now since I've been out of school than I have when I was in school. Because yep. I was able to recognize that. And, um, you know, once you are able to understand the importance of acquiring knowledge, um, you can understand the importance of... You, you, you learn and become, become more exposed yeah. to different things and you won't understand how things work or that, that things are even out there until you get exposed to it. Yeah. You know, until you, and, and, and your paradigm of thinking has changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, just being exposed, man, and being able to attain knowledge. You know, all those sculpture you. It does. And you be sitting back thinking like, I, I've, I've operated like this and never knew that it was something better than right. where I'm at. Right. Because the environment we come from, literacy is not something that's praised. Uh, but then at the same time, if you're not literate, you get talked about. Right. So it's like it's like an oxymoron. You don't want to be praised for knowing or being the avid reader, but at the same time, if you don't know how to read, and that comes back to what we talked about about living for everybody else. Yeah. You know, and there comes a time where you have to be selfish, and you have to think about the greater good for yourself, yeah. man, and be able to uh, stop investing into pleasing everybody else and start really investing into it. yourself. Yeah, that's what I mentioned in the last episode. It really gets to a point, and I use the example with makeup because makeup is a beautiful thing. It's used to enhance a woman's beauty, but at the same time, because you don't understand your own personal beauty, you use that as a replacement to reconstruct what you think right. you are. Right. And that's what we do psychologically, that's what we do socially, that's what we do physically. When it even comes to our health, we just replace what should only enhance what's already naturally there. So this that's a great ending point. We're coming up on my halfway mark. 
has already gotten good. I'm excited about the second half. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for part two. Alright guys, we're back for part two. I have the the one the only Los Mr. Flex himself. He's here. We're gonna pick up from the first half. We're talking about diligence and commitment and all the things that you have to or you should acquire before you even get to the the pinnacle where you're you it's it's a constant thing and the surroundings change, but the, the habits and the attributes never change because you have a goal you're trying to obtain. So um, you, you really noted um, what makes you diligent and what has caused you to be committed. But um, in being committed, you know that comes with distractions. So what is the, the, the mental processing for not fixating on the distractions that steer you off course, but... It, what are you doing to block out the distractions to keep you on course? Uh, in order to block out distractions, I'm a firm believer that you have to be content with yourself. Yeah, that's uh. In the moments you are content with yourself, mm -hmm. you can block out anything going around you, any distractions, any hate, any negative energy that can be driven your way. You have to be content with who you are, where you're trying to go, and stay in tune with your ultimate goal. Once, like we talked about commitment in the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in relationships, there are distractions. Yeah. In life, there are distractions. Yeah. In everything we're going to face, there are going to be distractions. Yeah. But we have to understand what we're committed to. Yeah. Why we're committed to it and who we are. You know what I mean? And, uh. A lot of those things have to line up with your values, your morals, and uh, who you are as a person. Yeah. You know? So that and, and that really makes it easy to block out all the distractions once you're comfortable with who you are and where you're trying to go. Yeah. And is that something you figured out like right off the back, or did it take some time for you to kind of get skillful with it? Well, you have to find yourself in a place where you're in tune um, spiritually. Yeah. And when I say spiritually, it's not necessarily being you know, in church, but it's yeah. being in tune with yourself, you yeah. know, with your own spirit, with, you know, um, the things that are going on around who you, you are. Yeah. Uh, who you are and the direction you're going in, man. Now, once you can really tune everything yeah. else out and get in tune, then you'll have a firm understanding on, you know, who you want around you, who you yeah. don't want around you. What you're looking at, what, what you ain't looking at. What you're at. looking at, what's good, what's good for your eyes and yeah. what's not. You know what I'm saying? What's what's good on your plate yeah. and what's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. so you, you just have, real. you just have to be in tune. And a lot of times it's a lot of people that aren't in tune with what's going on around them or yeah. even in front of them. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, we get caught into something and a lot of black men get caught behind jail, behind yeah. bars because, because we weren't in tune with the people that, that we're around. With the, the in tune with the things they were doing and how it could affect us, man. But that's so you know important. I mean? That's so important that you said that. I'm sorry, I keep cutting no, you off. Um, the the saying, and I said it in the last episode. The the wording I feel like is incorrect because the way we feel about things will constantly change. Mm -hmm. 
it'll for sure. constantly change. So we always hear the saying that don't do something unless you're passionate about it, which is factual, but at the same time, passions change. Mm-hmm. So it, it echoes what you just said. When, you, when you're assured and you're sure in what you're doing, then how you feel about it is secondary. That takes the second or third place. It's not necessarily the motivating or driving factor on why you do it. Knowing why you're doing it is first. And then it just so happens that you like it. Exactly. And now you're doing it. Because you said something. You said, uh, you know, we always change. Yeah. Uh, and regardless if we know it or not, we are not the same person we were an hour ago. Oh, man, absolutely because, not. Because we can watch TV or we can hear something. We can see something. And it'll scope. And it'll scope us as, as beings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it goes back to purpose. So if that means knowing our purpose... If we know our purpose and we change every day, that means the feeling of my purpose is this, my purpose is that, that could change. And yes, it can change, but you know, there will take there will be some fine tuning to who yep. you are and what that's you're what it should be. And that's what every every day, especially when running a business, you will yep. find yourself fine tuning. You will find yourself making changes. You always have to find a way to make things better. But in the back of your head, because you're a sole proprietorship in the sense, just like I'm a sole proprietorship. And it's always that circulating thought, okay, this week passed. What did I catch? What didn't I catch? What can I improve on? What didn't, you know? It's always that thought of fine-tuning. But it, like you said, it has to get to the point where, okay, this is it. Like you said with... With your videos, you got to points that you know this is it. It does not define what I thought it would define or what other people are saying. I know this is okay with me, and I'm cool with that. And now I can make it. I can make it work. Right. So let me let me give people uh, something real quick for those of you listening who take time don't me. quite understand what your purpose is. Yep. Um, mentally, and uh, you will never for sure know yep. what your purpose is. So if you're thinking like, man, I don't know what my purpose is, I don't know what my purpose is, that's completely fine. But a way to find out and to get a better understanding of what you're here for, you must first understand where you come from. You know, the birth of you. Yeah. You know, so if you can think of, you know, where you're from and where you came from and what you're trying to rebirth. Yeah. If you can think of where you came from and how you would like to change that and what you would like to create, then you will find yourself in tune with what's to become. Yeah. And when I say what's to become, that's more so you fulfilling your purpose. And I, like I was saying earlier in the earlier segment when my mom, before she passed, she told me, you know, to figure out the root cause of why I'm doing what I'm doing. But the rest of that conversation was... You know, son, I love you, and I can't be your mother because you're you're a grown adult. But at this juncture, the reason why I'm always inquiring is because now I want to be your friend. And I want to be your friend in the sense that I can tell you, hey, that's not a good idea because I did that, and this happened. And she said that. I just don't want you to make the mistakes I had, and if I can help in any way or manner, that's all I want to do. And what that did... It sparked the thought in my head and said, you know what, now I understand my root. I understand the sacrifices she made. And now it's birthed this undeniable, of this unquenchable fire of getting up and committing and 
diligently molding myself to this cause. Right. No, it has not, like you said, sculpted the whole purpose idea in my head, but it's it's given me a small glimpse that's cr- created something impactful. Right. That 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 causes me to keep going. Right, and we talked about, you know, I said one of my purposes was to pour pour back into other people. Yeah. You know, I felt like it is I'm here to pour back into other people, but it, there is no way that I can pour back into somebody else yep. unless I continue to build on myself. Yeah. Right? So, you know, I can't be a person staying in the same place, you know, you know, not making any moves, not moving making any forward progression mm-hmm. with myself and be able to pour back into someone else. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I have a, you know, a beautiful woman along with, you know, two handsome boys, you know, mm-hmm. and in order for me to pour back into my family, that means that I have to be able to continue to grow as a man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and your woman won't feel comfortable trusting you if you're continuously indecisive and don't have a direction, a way direction or a clear vision of the direction where you want to take your life because the direction that you're taking your life your family will follow right so then that that forms conflict within the household you know what i mean now you're talking so so with that being said man you gotta always be willing always be willing and ready to seek growth within yourself okay and a lot of that comes with like we said opening your mind to the different resources around you you know being able to uh Go and seek knowledge, go on and open books and you know, watch videos. Man, we got it's a day and age where we got YouTube, social media, all the, these the biggest things. abyss. Biggest abyss. And and this is the thing. Uh, someone told me that man, uh, one of my clients, he said, you know, man, you know, it was hearing you say you had a mentor, I was like, Man, I want a mentor. But in this day and age, you can have one, you know. No one has to physically agree to be your mentor. Yep. Someone that you idolize and look up to, all you have to do is mm-hmm. go and follow them. And if their Man. lifestyle is evidence, <laughs> right. why not consult them for guidance? Right, exactly. That may, I have a mentor that I consult with daily, I four five times a day. Right. But he's pouring into me some things. But at the same time, I'm a family tip. And it's crazy you said that because I tried to explain that to somebody, but at the same time I understood that's not your view. So me explaining to you what cheesecake tastes like and you ain't never tried a dessert exactly. is futile to me. And it's no shots or anything, but that's just logically true. So being as to be effective in the household as a man, what I'm understanding is that I gotta be in a position to be okay to grow and be okay to understand that I can admit my faults mm-hmm. and then that grow from it because you don't have to jump into marriage, you know, counseling or reading six step guides on being an effective man. All those, those things are very, those troubleshooting courses are very helpful, but uh, the best way to grow is just admitting your faults. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, especially for us as, as men or just Yes, men, whether black or white, we, we're prideful. And we'll let our pride steer us completely left. Mm-hmm. When all we have to do is say, you know what, I messed up. And then reassess and then apply. And now I've grown just in admitting. In, the, in that one day or that one, that two-hour period, I've grown from not understanding that I had to communicate via this. Mm-hmm. 
to now understand is that all right, I want to move like this, and communicating helps this. But with 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 the growth yep. as well, man, you gotta you also have to come in with the mindset of understanding that as you grow, your surroundings will change. All right, right? so that means that you know uh, as you grow, your friends will change. Uh, your closest friends will your change. Interest, you know, your interests will change, you know. Uh, so so be ready for those around you to either take heed to what you're saying or to deny what you're saying. But until you follow, you know, the path that you see, set yourself out to follow, then you'll notice that those same people will then begin to attract to you. Even yep. the same ones that, you know, walked away and said they, they didn't believe in what you were saying. Um, so, you know, as you like I said, as you grow, be ready for those around you to grow, and that goes into I mentioned pouring back into my family, man. You got to be able to pour back into your friends, you know, because yeah. uh, one of the most common uh, sayings is, uh, "What is it? The five people around you give it to me." Uh, the five people around you. So you, uh, you uh, man, you, I, I stopped listening. So you, it's, it's it's something <laughs> like you know, you're you're. Look at the five people around, and they yeah they define they who you define are. Birds of a feather flock together, pretty much, sense. and they define who you are. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you know if, if you grow and your friends aren't growing, then you're around the wrong people. Or if you're around people that aren't growing, that if you're around people and they aren't helping you grow, yeah, then you need to find a new group of friends yeah. as well. Um, and and it's okay, man. It's, it's it's completely fine to step out and be by yourself for a while. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. Is, you know, being on their own and you know, and just not paying attention to what they see on TV. It's okay to be on be by yourself, you know. And it's yeah. also okay to talk to your friends about something you learned today. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's so many stigmas that. We don't talk about, but it's so many stigmas that are, that shouldn't be talked about, that's being talked about. Listen, dude, if I come around you and we talking about things that we did when I was 16, nine times out of 10, I'm going to shake your hand and walk away. Oh, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? But if I come to you and I can talk to you about personal development, uh, relationship development, or, you know, some spiritual development, or, you know, anything business related beneficial you know yeah. what I'm saying or something your current interests you know what I'm yeah. saying like I'm I'm there for yeah. you know but as far as talking about things that you, you know, did when you were adolescence right exactly you know? at this juncture right so so yeah man that's that's that about <laughs> yeah 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 now and see you already answered what I was gonna go to on how you're achieving your purpose and in, in your homework and social schedule you Social circles, you just said it, like you're vital and you're aware of making sure that as you're pouring into others, they're also pouring into you. Right. Not the, the sense that you're greater than them or they're greater than you, but there's that that open access of, it's a, it's a gentle motivational thing. It's a gentle nudge of, oh, I can, I can do more. I can do some more. I can do some more. So that's good that you said that. Um... Why do you think being in your purpose is important? And then we can knock it out with the, the daily regimens and all the other stuff. Oh, well, I feel like being in your purpose is important because if you're not moving and living within your purpose, then you're living for somebody else. 
Yeah. Um, you're not being who you were set on this earth to be and fill out, you know, and to fulfill mm-hmm. what you were set out to 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 do. Um, man, just moving within your purpose because if it's for you to go out and do, then that means, and you don't accomplish that, then that means that you, you failed at that task. You didn't live a fulfilled right, life. You, right, you didn't live a fulfilled life. Yeah. That's the importance of living within your purpose to live a fulfilled life. Yeah. And uh, to not only that, because things as, you know, as all those things that are hurtful, you know, so we, we, we experience things that are hurtful sometimes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? What could be in line with our purpose to help yep. us grow, you yep. know? And um, in church today, the pastor actually used the analogy. He said, um, you know, sometimes we got to go through pain, kind of like grapes. You got to crush grapes to make grape juice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because although, you know, we're experiencing that pain, it's not changing who we are. It's just making us great. It's proving. And, right. And it's, and it's proving what's in instilled in us already and being able to live a fulfilled life yeah. and to become something greater. Man, it's crazy you said that because I um, said to my Sunday school class this morning, I said, we we fixate so much on the fulfillment of the promise that we forget about the characteristics and attributes that we need to already have acquired to properly steward the, the, the promise. Nice. And the beautiful thing about it is that God will never rob us because he'll give us the vision and plan. He never gives us the timeline because if we fixate too much on the timeline, then we forget about obtaining the dexterity of handling the promise. Right. But he gives us that. And, I, and yeah. before we move into the, the daily regimens and things like that, man, uh, a lot of us, you know, and most of us out there, we desire money. Yeah. You know? Like you said, God's not going to give it to us if we don't know how to use yeah. it properly, right? Yeah. So God can give us money, but that's just like God handing us a hammer. Yeah. But we don't know how to stick a nail. You know yeah, what we I'm don't understand its function. You know, we don't know how to how to use it, right? It's access, so man. It's, it's the same thing like him giving us, you know, the hundreds of thousands and yeah. you know, millions of dollars and us not knowing how to utilize it as a tool. Yeah. Um, you know, to give back and to to manage properly. Yeah, to be a proper steward of it, right. and it and it ain't even in the sake of the 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 realm of I've acquired all this money now I need to turn around and bless somebody else, because that might not be your avenue. And that might not necessarily giving somebody money might not yeah. necessarily be blessing. Them. That's what I'm saying. It might not be your path, right. but the the what you do when you get it symbolizes what's really in you. Because, like, uh, and that's what I would always tell younger guys under me that were so ambitious and looking at different things in the industry. I would tell them, man, first of all, understand why you're doing this. And once you understand why, then you need to simplify your plan. Put it in the most simplest terms that you can wake up and say, I can't achieve this instead of wake up and call out affirmations that you know you don't believe innately. Cause then you start you start deceiving yourself, right. and that should never be the intent or purpose. Right. But it should be so simplified that you can say, you know what, my goal is to two fifty a day. If I'm charging twenty five, if I cut five in the morning, five in the afternoon, I can make that happen. 
That makes perfect sense, right. and that's something so simplified. And you will wake up and say, "All right, I'm gonna get my five before one, and I'm gonna get five more before seven. And now it's created where now I'll stay up, I'll promote, I'll do the foot traffic, I'll wake up, go to sleep at 10.30, wake up at 4, like you said, work seven days a week, and it never not dawn that I've been working around the clock, but because I've simplified, understood my why, and all these other things that I've added on, that it don't even change. Rain, sleet, or snow, I'm, I'm going to still go. So, that's always, that's, that's, um, that's key, but, uh, this this one has been good, man. I think I'm gonna listen to this one about a hundred times. But uh, first question that I like to end the segment with is, how do you incorporate embracing your purpose in your everyday life? I think you've answered that correct. Yeah. Second question would be three things that you do every day that helps you have a have a good day. You mentioned it before me off recording, but if you want to mention it again. Alright, so be three things more that I do uh, daily to ensure that I have a good day or that my day moves in a positive direction. Um, I make sure that I wake up at the same time. I try my best to wake up at Which the is, same time. What, what is your circadian time? Uh, so my time is 6.30. Okay. Uh, I try yeah. to wake up at 6.30. You know what circadian means, right? What is it? So uh, I'm, I'm in school now for psychology. Okay. I'm actually thinking about minoring in psychology but uh the first term they they teach you before you even dive into operant and classical conditioning and all these other things they did with the brain uh they they give you the term circadian rhythm so that's the bodily cues like the body knows when to wake up when to go to sleep when to eat so i always try to tell people have you because you can we're so adaptive we don't even know how adaptive we are but we we lackadaisically just let our body tell us what to do and when to do it. But if we train it, it, that's the proper way. If we train our body, we can have our our circadian rhythms on cue. So that's why it acts that that's what I mean because you can get to a point where you're like Dwayne and Rock Johnson where you work out till 10 o'clock at night but wake up at 4 and still tackle all the things you have planned for the day. It takes time and a lot of discipline, but once it's skillful, because I believe in this life, you never master anything, but you just get so effective that it seems like you've mastered it. Because even Kobe aspired to be even better. Even Jordan aspired to be better. LeBron even aspires to be better. They've just gotten so skillful and effective that it seems masterful. Right. But if, like Kai, Kai Green, that's the, the big time bodybuilder. He's got he's gotten so masterful at posing and doing the subway segments that you would think it's second nature. But to him, he actually still is mentally honing in on doing it. You know what I mean? So I feel like you just become so skillful depending on the work you put in instead of masterful because I'm trying to get to the point where I'm using the proper terms to define what I'm doing because if you master something, you never have to learn anything else. But if you're skillful at it, you've gotten so effective that it's second nature, but at the same time, you're willing to keep learning and building the dexterity. So... So, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, like I was saying, man. Uh, huh? Circadian. Yeah, the circadian rhythm. It uh, you can get to a point where you're skillful and yes. your body kills. So, so my body, my body actually does that, man. Yeah. With or without the alarm clock, man. It's six thirty. I wake up at six thirty, and as soon as I wake up, man, uh, I go straight to the restroom, man, and I uh, take a cold shower. And my cold shower is for 30 to 60 seconds. And what that does, that actually helps uh, shock the body. Yeah. Uh, it helps so with uh, thought clarity. I need to uh, that. It helps with thought clarity. Uh, it helps build my immune system. Uh-huh. Uh, and it also helps with blood flow. Man. It really uh, helps build the immune system? Yeah. So it helps strengthen the immune system as well. Um, okay, because it's cold. So. And then immediately after the cold shower, I do uh, push-ups. Yeah. After typically around 30 push-ups, I do about 30 push-ups, then I go do, you know, the normal morning routine of brushing your teeth and things like that, but I always finish with listening to about 10 minutes of uh, daily affirmations, and that's just being thankful, man, for the small things that we look past every day, and that's, you know, uh, the ground, the concrete that we stand on, the earth that we stand on, the air that we breathe, you know, having clothes on your body, you know what I mean, just, you know, and just being here. Yeah. being able to witness all the great things that, you know, have been placed upon this earth. Yeah. So, uh, that's how I start my day, man. That's how I ensure that I have a good day every single day. Yeah. Um, I never talk about my daily three things, but it's been a good conversation, so I want to share. Yeah, sure. Um, I wake up, kiss my wife and daughter, go sit, uh, I'll read for about 30 minutes, then I always do my prayer journal. That's my form of daily affirmations. And then I write a letter to my wife. And what I've seen is that in writing a letter, because my wife is a, a non-verbal communicator, she's literal, she likes to read, she likes to write. So what I've adapted to help us to always make sure that our communication is clear, I leave a letter. And I'll leave it in the bathroom, leave it on the fridge, leave it on the table. Well, what that's done the scope our, our, our nonverbal communication our love language and after I do those two things if I have time I it's either I figure out getting dressed properly or making sure I get breakfast because I you know that's the last thing but I read prayer journal and I do that that letter because that sets the tone for the whole day and because my day is busy and my wife's day is busy I never want to get away from neglecting our love language so in doing that that sets the tone for the whole day because then I'll get a random text or random call that says you know hey I love you and because our biggest thing is we didn't have the proper examples of what a marriage is and then in our social and cultural circle there's granny and papa but granny and papa sick and tired of each other but you only know that if you know granny and papa so we've always honed in on we want to be the perfect example for our kids and then for whoever else is watching. But it has to be the applied word. But those are my three things that I do. Nice. And then doing that, that that dictates my day. Nice. So, yeah. But, um, and then lastly, but I think we've already said that why being yourself is important in this day and time. And, I mean, we can echo on it more, but I believe that, uh, you know, time is well spent. You got to run, I got to run. It was a pleasure to actually sit down and talk to you. Um, I'm excited to what this can grow into. Mm-hmm. 
I know I'm gonna have to call you back in like six months to do a checkup. This is actually my uh, first podcast, man. I had a lot of people asking me. Really? Um, I feel honored. And uh, I feel honored, man. You know, this is one I felt like I had to do. Yeah. You know, I had but to, the timing was and perfect. The timing for sure. So um, everything was aligned properly. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give your shout-outs, man. Uh, uh, have your bio stuff in the biography. So it's your show. Take it away. Man, you know, I just want to, you know, thank everybody that supports uh, me, supports the Flex. I want to shout out all the members of the Flex, all the personal trainers, all my staff. Uh, I want to thank my father, my mother for everything they instilled into me. You know, shout out to my beautiful sisters as well. Uh, shout out to my beautiful woman, uh, Sheena. My boys, once again, I love y'all. And, uh, you know, that's it, man. Just, you know, I want to thank everybody. You know, Thank you for having me out and having me on the podcast. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. And, uh, just, humble you know, man. just laying a platform for greatness, man, and, and for those to come up behind us, man. And, uh, yeah, sure, thank you. Yeah, I believe uh, your journey is it's taking off, but I believe it's going to take some strides, man. That, uh, and it takes work every day, day in and day out. And that's the beautiful thing about it, man, that even though you monumentally hit some pinnacle points, it was unimaginable to the, the circle that you're around. You're still striving for more. So I see that, man. I want to let you know that I'm excited for the journey. And if I can document a segment before oh, you blow up, man, hey, I'm cool. <laughs> now, I'm just playing. But like I said, man, I believed in my heart that you had a lot of insightful things to share to people that are looking. And you know what? It's, it's hard when you being recorded. Yeah. Because it's probably a lot more that I got tied up in, in this head that, oh, know, man. that I can share. But well, that uh, means I'm going to have to bring you back. Hey, uh, man, it's time, dude. I'm always willing and ready. Always, always. But, uh, yeah, guys, be on the lookout for announcements. Remember, the website is up. Please check out the website. The more views I get, the better it is for you. Also, I got a shirt raffle coming out. I'm going to do, like, a shirt package. I'll give you guys more details on the website. I got vouchers coming out. Please, 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 guys, remember to rate and subscribe because your voice will be heard. Also, if you want features or you know anybody that's interested in being on the episode or want to do a feature, just email me at allnapsmatter at gmail.com. If you want to share your story with me, you want to share something you've done that's insightful that I can share with everybody else, I would just let me know and we'll be in contact. All right, guys, one love. Be blessed.